We step into fall, and we all know it's way too short. We all know that because fall is coming, I don't want to say it. (laughs) Winter is coming. Boo. Boo. Yay. We got some winter lovers in this place. Oh, those are all the snowbirds who are about to leave. That's who that is. Yay! We get to go to Florida. Woohoo! With every season of our lives, we know a season comes and we, we step into it. Sometimes we are excited about it. We anticipate it. We, we look forward to it. Sometimes uh, it's mixed with a little uh, fear and trepidation. We don't know what this season is bringing in our lives. We can't see tomorrow. And so sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. And so we've learned to, in every season, we, we give it to the Lord. We lay it down before Him. We walk this life not on our own, but in the hand of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That we can go through this life confident of this thing. That He who began a good work in us will complete it. He will finish it. He will do a great work in us. We, we've taken a look uh, several times, and I'll read it for you again uh, from Ecclesiastes 3.1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity in heaven. We have walked through the last few weeks several uh, opportunities and ways for us to step into some new season. We stepped into a new season of joy. We stepped into a new season of hope. We stepped into a new season of blessing over the last three weeks. I believe that God wants us to have joy unspeakable running over, flowing out of us, and it shows. It's so deep in here that it shows out here. That somehow we have such a hope That even when we get difficult news, we have a hope in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're able to step into a new season of blessing. God wants to bless everything about who we are and what we are. And we learned what that really means last week. So we know that there are natural seasons. There are seasons of life that we all walk through. There are seasons in our family. There are seasons that that uh, we see coming. There are seasons that we don't see coming. There are seasons when they arrive, we know what's coming next. And, and so there's so many different seasons. I believe that the Lord also, there are supernatural, there are spiritual seasons in our lives. Church, I'm excited to tell you that we are walking in that joy. We are walking in that hope. We are walking in that blessing. Come on. I'm choosing to. Anybody else choosing to with me? I want to walk in that blessing. I want to walk in that hope. I want to walk in that joy that comes from the Lord. And so really all of these are a choice. You and I get to make an incredible choice that we're going to choose to walk through these seasons that we go through. Each and every one of us may be in a different season. We may be in a different season of life. We may be walking through some different difficulties, challenges. We, we understand that. I believe that there, there are some keys to navigating those in our lives. And as we walk with the Lord, He reveals to us, He shows us. And today I want you to understand that I believe that it is an opportunity for you and I to make a choice today. That we as a church have chosen. I invite you to choose with me today as well, that we would step into a new season of praise. 
I believe it. I want it. I desire it. I believe that God has something good for us. How many of you love to praise His name? How many of you love to lift up your voice to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? There is something very powerful that takes place when a body of believers begins to walk out, experience, and live this incredible life of praise. It is powerful. When we praise Him, we sang that song, Peace, so unexplainable. Unexplainable peace, unexplainable joy, unexplainable begins to take place in our lives as we step into a new season of praise. As we choose to praise Him. As we walk in that new season, I want to start this morning and bring to you from this passage of Scripture. Uh, you know it well. We've shared it recently. Uh, in, in, uh, as we were talking about joy, as we kicked off this series of stepping into a new season of joy, I shared in that message briefly this verse. I want to take a look at it today as it will be the cornerstone of our message today. And that's from Philippians 4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Would you say rejoice with me this morning? Come on, say it with some joy in your rejoice. Can we put some joy in our rejoice today? Come on, say rejoice. rejoice. Look at your neighbor and say rejoice. rejoice. Don't ask them, tell them. Rejoice. That's right. There's an incredible command here in the Bible for you and I to grab a hold of today. That we can walk through. The, the Bible says rejoice in the Lord. How often? Not just some of the time, but always. I will say it again. So he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. That means it was very important because he actually right here declared it. He said what we should do. And then he repeated himself. And again I say, rejoice. As we understand what this scripture means, I believe that God wants to bring a new season of rejoicing. A new season of praise in our midst. Are you trapped? Are you find yourself in a prison of despair, doubt, anxiety? Uh, maybe you find yourself in a season of difficulty. Today we're going to learn to release the power of praise. To release the power of blessing, of speaking praise. And as we do that, as the rejoice in our heart begins to overflow and we praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, something amazing takes place. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, is one of the Bible's most unique books. Some scholars call it the epistle of joy. It is the letter of joy. Because the word joy or rejoice appear in it 16 times. Yet, what is amazing about this letter is about Christian joy and about having joy. The unique thing is that this letter was written from a prison cell. I love that. He wasn't on top of the world. Life wasn't fabulous. In fact, from a prison cell, this letter of joy is written to you and I today. While Paul was under the watchful eye of the Roman guards, bound in chains, he wrote some of the most uplifting words ever written, ever penned, ever 
proclaimed. He put these words to paper in this four short chapter letter that he, in that, in and throughout it, he continually encourages us. He encourages us to praise God no matter how dark our circumstances may be. Listen to this. He writes in chapter 1, verse 18, he says, I will rejoice. In chapter 2, he says, I rejoice and share my joy with all of you. In chapter 2, verse 18, he says, I urge you, rejoice in the same way. In the same way that I'm rejoicing, I'm charging you to rejoice. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. uh, Chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 4, 4, which is our passage. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Paul seems to always find the hidden in, 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 in and throughout his life in di- difficult circumstances. Uh, he seems to find the hidden blessing in every trial. That is a gift. He is finding the hidden blessing of every trial and circumstance that he is walking through. What about your situations? Are you going to praise him in the middle of your difficulties? Do you complain about them to everyone else or do you take them to the Lord? I want you to know, we do not praise because we have the victory. We praise because He is the victory. Amen? He is the victory. Too many times we we only feel like praising when we have the victory. When our team finally wins. Thank you, Jesus. Now we can shout the victory. Woohoo! Yay! When they lose. So we understand that. It's a very natural concept for us to praise, rejoice when everything's going well, when everything is going great. Here we see an incredible picture in Paul's life that he is teaching us we need to rejoice even when things do not go well. Even in the darkness, even in the sad times, even in the hurt, the pain, the the situations of life that don't quite feel so good, I want you to know we do not praise Him because we have the victory or because we have found the victory. We praise Him because He is the victor. He is victory. He is victory in our hearts and our lives. Listen to this. Grumbling short-circuits faith, but joy revives it. When we grumble, when we complain, it short-circuits our faith. Like a broken record, Paul seems to hammer over and over and over again this theme the to us. Rejoice! Rejoice! The word actually means to re-joy. To have joy over and over and over again. Please, uh, uh, praise Literally, when we praise Him with our lips, when we begin to proclaim and shout and and tell the Lord and, and speak blessing and speak His praise, and we begin to praise Him, something amazing happens. Praise flips the switch for us to be able to have joy in the midst of our life situations. This is what happens when we rejoice, when we praise. The joy that we may have lost is all of a sudden restored. The faith that seems to be dwindling all of a sudden is restored again when we choose to praise. Everyone say choose. It is a choice, not a feeling, that determines our praise. If you've ever felt like not praising Him. 
If you've ever felt the darkness of, of the situations, the cloud, the storm, just kind of kind of flowing in, rolling in over your situation, all of a sudden it seems a little gloomy outside. That's that winter, it's coming, it's going to get worse, I'm sorry to tell you. All of a sudden it's a little more gloomy. Listen, praise is a choice. We choose to praise Him in the midst of our storm, in the midst of our life, in the midst of our situation. Perhaps Paul wrote this message to the Philippians because he remembered his first visit there. It was in Philippi that Paul and Silas were arrested and thrown into jail by the city's magistrate. Uh, yet while the two sat there, feet fastened in stocks, they began to pray, sing hymns. Long before uh, the invention of incredible sound systems, they, they began to sing and praise. And it was so powerful that in that moment, it shook. They didn't even have subwoofers. And it shook the jail. What a powerful moment. I want you to know that when you choose to praise Him, when you choose to lift up your voice, it shakes your circumstances. It shakes your situation. All of a sudden, the chains are rattled. They're opened up. And something amazing takes place. Through our praise, great things can happen. As he was writing this, uh, do you, maybe you feel... As we're reading this, I should say, maybe you feel bound by your circumstances. I know that we can sometimes. Sometimes we feel trapped in a tiny prison of our own limitations, of our own uh, delay to life. You've had a dream and you're wondering, when is this going to happen? When is this going to take place? I, I've been praying for a new job. I've been praying for my situation to change. Whatever those situations are, I've been praying and asking the Lord. And, and all of a sudden, I, I want you to realize that, that in that that moment, even if you feel like your your dream is delayed, uh, when you've been praying that your children would come back to the Lord, you've been praying over them, your grandchildren, asking the Lord to bring them back, I want you to know that even when I pray about my own difficult situations, for some reason I'm always led back, always led back to these words to rejoice, to give Him praise, to glorify His name, to say, God, I love You and I worship You and I'm going to choose to worship You and praise You no matter what takes place. I want you to know, learning to rejoice starts with praise. Church, learning to rejoice starts with praise. We are entering into a new season of praise. I believe it. I want it. I, I desire it. I believe that God has something very special and very unique for this body of believers. I believe so much so. I am so excited about a new season of praise that we are about to step into, that we are stepping into. The presence of the Lord is filling this place. The Lord's here. He is touching. He is moving. And I'm so excited to be a part of a new season of praise. I invite you to take a step with us, to take a step in your own life into a new season of praise. I believe that God wants us to enter a new season of praise. I believe that God wants us to be known for our praise. When we walk into this place, there should be a shout of praise. 
I believe it. I, I believe it says something to the world around us. I believe that when we walk in to this place, there should be a shout of praise that shatters any barrier that people may have walked in with. They will look around and the heavy chains will come off because they are in the presence of Almighty God. They are in the presence of people who praise. You see, something happens. When, when the armies of the Lord would go into battle and they would go out, they would send the musicians, they would send those before them. We've, we've talked about this in the past. They would play their instruments and, and they would shout. They would declare God's glory. They would declare their, the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords who is going to give them victory in the battle. Their battle and their war started with a shout of praise. It caused the enemy to flee, caused them to be scattered, baffled, had no idea what was going on. The fear of their enemy, all of a sudden they heard this giant roar and, and all of a sudden they're afraid. I want you to know that no matter what you're walking through, if you will this today declare that I am going to shout my praise, I'm going to lift my praise, I'm going to shout to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, something amazing will happen. You see, praise is the atmosphere where miracles are born. Well, let me say that again. Praise is the atmosphere where miracles are born. You need a miracle in your life? Praise Him. You need a, something to take place? Praise Him. Lift your voice to the King. It starts with a shout of praise. Too many times we've... We, we, ah, and this isn't in my notes. Okay. I believe. We gather together. Okay, church is a reverent thing. It's a beautiful thing. Being in the presence of the Lord is holy. It is awesome. There are moments that we will be quiet and we will seek His face and we will hear from the Lord and we believe and we know that. And there are other times when we gather together where it's not so quiet. But it gets loud. And we shout the praise of the King of Kings. We shout with our lips, God is good. He is awesome. He is amazing. And if you will somehow understand, when you go through your dark times, when you go through hard times, when you go through those moments that, that, that you didn't see coming, all of a sudden that season hits and you didn't see it coming, and now that it's here, you see a little bit ahead and you go, I, I don't want that winter season to come. I don't want that, that, that to be on its way. There is something you can do. Now, it won't change the weather, but it can change the atmosphere in the supernatural. When you begin to see yourself going into a season of darkness, of hurt, of pain, I want you to know there is one thing we need to do. And that is to declare that He is God. With our praise. We need to rejoice. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when we shout, when we declare, when we rejoice, rejoice in the Lord, something amazing takes place. Your praise is contagious. Your praise brings victory. Your praise baffles the enemy. Your praise even confuses him. Your praise ignites a fire in you and it ignites a fire in someone else. We need to be a people who are marked by praise. Let his praise always be on our lips. May we sing and declare his goodness and his greatness in every area of our life. And we need to do that together. 
We need to be together. We need to be together and unified in our praise that our voices would declare His greatness. I, I have several movies that are, are among my favorite. One I've seen way too many times. Anybody have a movie you've seen way too many times? So my movie that I absolutely love is Gladiator. That, ooh. Are you saved, Pastor? I love Gladiator. There's a moment when they are walking out into the Roman Colosseum uh, and for the first time. And, uh, you know, they've been given a task at hand that is insurmountable. It is a, a uh, a scene as they come out where these barbarians as they are playing are about to be destroyed by the armies and they come out and they're circling them and Russell Crowe's character uh, Maximus he, he, he yells to his men and he, he calls them together and, and he says this if we stay together we survive if we stay together we survive and I, I listen to that and I, you watch them and they, they literally in this moment, now I know it's a movie, so it was in the script, okay? It was gonna happen this way. But it wasn't supposed to happen. They defeat the enemy. They stand together. They defeat this insurmountable army that is around them with chariots and spears and all the things because they stayed together. I want you to know something that we, the people of God, it's like he's speaking. When, when, when we get alone, when we isolate ourselves, when we step out, when we leave, when we somehow kind of, when I say leave, I mean somehow we kind of retreat into our own little bubble because all of these things are happening. I want you to know that there is strength in the body of Christ. There is strength in those who love us. There is power when we unify our hearts and our lives and when we choose to praise Him together. We lift up our voice. We have the victory that only comes when we declare His goodness. He is great. Praise shatters a few things. Praise shatters a few things. It tells us we, first thing I want you to understand, and if you're taking notes, you want to write these quick four things down. Praise shatters despair. You think your situation is hopeless? Paul was under arrest and he couldn't leave his cell to preach the gospel. Yet he wrote in Philippians 1, 18 and 19, Yes, I will rejoice, for I know that my imprisonment will turn for, out for my deliverance. For through your prayers and provision of the Holy, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I want you to know something. That when we praise, when we choose to praise, and we declare, and we rejoice, rejoice equals praise. To shout, to have joy, to praise. Rejoice equals praise. And when we will choose to rejoice, when we will choose to praise, it will literally shatter despair. If I can just be honest with you this morning, just for a quick moment. I've had this message planned for a long time. As we look out over our fall and all the things that are going on, and we, we you know, just hear from the Lord and pray, and as these lay out, they, they don't just come together this week. This was planned probably four or five, maybe even 
seven or eight weeks ago really is when it all started to lay out. And I had no idea that on the very morning that I'm going to be presenting this message that we would get the news that we received from Aiden. This morning, nine o'clock in my office, and I'm looking at my notes, just kind of refreshing them. Praise shatters despair. Praise shatters despair. Hopelessness that flees when we praise the Lord. So I, I'm sitting there in my humor. I'm like, oh my goodness. God, you're so good. You need to know that God is working behind the scenes. Praising the name of the Lord lifts the veil of despair, lifts the veil of hurt, lifts the veil of all of the, that cloud that seems to well up inside of you when things aren't going well or going right. You need to know that God is working behind the scenes. He is working on your behalf. And all you have to do, just praise Him. Just praise Him. Just praise Him. He is God. He is in control. He has our life. He is there. The clouds over your head may be dark, but praise will lift you above them so that you can see the sun again. The clouds over your head may be dark, but praise will lift you above them so that you can see the sun again. Secondly, praise shatters negativity. Have you, have you been complaining about your situation? Stop talking negatively about your situation. Remember that Paul was in chains when he wrote this verse. Do all things. Everybody say all. all. Things. He said to do all things without grumbling or disputing. In others, it says uh, complaining, without grumbling or complaining. How many things? All. How many of you missed the mark on that one this week? Oh, man. i got to raise my hand. I'm in church. I can't lie. Right? All of a sudden, we, 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 we miss, you know, we, we realize that. And Paul says, in all things. When your boss gives you a task, a job that you didn't want to do, oh, I can't wait. I am so happy to do this. Let's jump in. He says, do all things without grumbling or complaining or disputing. Here's a key thought. He knew the children of Israel were barred from the promised land because they grumbled against the Lord. Paul knew that. He knew the Word. He was a scholar of the Word. He knew that the children of Israel were kept from their promised land simply because they grumbled. They complained. I want you to know, our words are powerful. And in the midst of our situations, we don't grumble. We don't complain. We rejoice. We praise. We sing to our God. He is able. I said this earlier. I want to show it to you. Grumbling short-circuits faith. But joy revives faith. 
joy revives the faith that is inside of us. Grumbling kills it. It stifles it. It short circuits it. It all of a sudden takes that and it unplugs it out of our life. And when we praise Him, when we have joy and we rejoice and we praise and we let those good things be on our lips, it plugs faith right back in. It begins to well up and it begins to get strong. Sometimes we are where we are because of our own choices. And God has allowed it because He wants us to learn from those circumstances. Yet, even in the midst of them, praise Him for His mercies that we are alive. Paul said, rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. The third thing that praise shatters is praise shatters doubt. It shatters doubt that, that might overwhelm us, that might come come on us, that, that deep, dark doubt that we have about a situation or a circumstance. Something supernatural happens when we rejoice in the Lord. You are lifted out of the prison of impossibility and translated into a realm where you can, as the Word tells us, do all things through Him, through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. How many of you know we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us? He gives us the strength. He is worthy of our praise. When we stop praising, we get stuck in the muck and the mire of our own problems. When we stop praising, we take our eyes off of Him. We take our eyes off of the greatness of our God. We All of a sudden, when we grumble and we complain, it puts our eyes on the circumstance, on the difficulty, on the pain, on the hurt, on the cloud, on the thing. And guess what? When we do that, we short-circuit our faith. When we do that, we all of a sudden find ourselves in this moment in the muck and the mire of our own problems. And all of a sudden, our own problems are everyone's pro- How many of you know somebody who like to make their problems everyone's problems? They love to tell the story. You wouldn't believe what happened to me today. You wouldn't believe what happened to me last week. You wouldn't believe it. And you say, yeah, I believe it. You tell me every day. (laughs) When we stop praising, we get stuck in that muck and the mire. And our own problems all of a sudden become everything. Becomes everything. I love this quote. I don't have it on the screen. When you praise... You go into a phone booth looking like Clark Kent, and you come out looking like Superman. Yes. Some of you say, I don't want to look like that. That dude wears his underwear on the outside. I don't know that I want to look like that dude. But I'd love to have his power, right? You go in looking weak, normal, and confused. You come out of your praise, and all of a sudden, it's not mine, it's God's. He's Superman. He's, we are tapped into the, the source. Our, our God is able. He is able. Fourth, praise shatters anxiety. Paul said that when we praise, we replace worry with joy-filled prayer. We sang a little bit about it this morning. It says this. Listen to this passage of Scripture from Philippians 4-7. The peace. Everyone say peace. peace. The peace of God which surpasses all 
comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Write that down. Philippians 4.7. Look it up. Read it. Write it down later. Philippians 4.7. The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts your mind, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Listen. Praise will calm your anxious heart and allow you to receive. You'll put yourself in a place to receive the promises of God. It puts you in a place to receive that, that which the Lord has for us, for you. I believe that this morning, it's time for us, as we step into a new season, it's time for us to exercise this very moment, the opportunity for us to rejoice, to rejoice, to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I believe in the next few moments that God wants us to lift our heads. He wants to be the lifter of our situation and He's going to ask us to do one thing and that's to take our eyes off of it, put our eyes on Him and begin to praise Him for all that He is, all that He has done. Are you ready to praise Him? Are you ready to worship the King? In this moment, I'm going to invite you. We, we asked earlier, it just kind of came to the Lord as we kind of had this moment where we brought our needs to the Lord today. We're going to praise Him. We're going to declare His glory. We're going to declare His goodness. Worship team, would you come? Would you prepare yourselves to lead us as we praise Him? Now listen, let me just say this as they come. Many times, praise is equated to what we're about to do, and that's to praise Him with song. How many of you love to praise Him with song? Listen. This is an exercise of praise. But let me tell you one of the greatest praise when you're driving in your car, and you're praising Him, and you're declaring His goodness on your way to work. Lord, I don't really want to be going, but I am so thankful that I have a job. And I'm going to praise you for it. And you look over next to you and you're stopped there. And you look over next to you and someone's watching you do that. Have you ever had that moment? Like, oh man, it, are they watching me right now? I believe in the power of lifting up our voice. Now, listen, what I was about to say is what we're about to do is praise Him in song. We're going to praise Him. We're going to rejoice. We're going to lift our voices to the King of Kings. Here's what I want you to understand. That God wants you to be able to have such a deep walk in relationship with Him that when you walk out of here and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you find a time and a moment to praise Him, to declare His goodness. We don't just praise Him in church. Can I get an amen today? We don't just praise Him because we're here. This is a great place to do it. But I believe that God wants us to experience His joy every single day of our lives, every moment that we walk, that He would be with us. Listen to this quote. And then we're going to close and we're going to praise Him. The very act of praise releases the power of God into a set of circumstances and enables God to change them. How many of you want God to change some circumstances in your life? The power of praise sets the tone for that to happen. That very next word, 
miracles, power, and victory will be a part of what God does in our lives when we learn to rejoice in all things. Merlin Carruthers, an incredible chaplain who wrote a book, From Prison to Praise, this powerful quote leads us and steers this this moment that says, wow, that is what praise does. When we praise Him, we must learn to rejoice in all things. Everybody say all things. Not some of the things, all of the things. That can be difficult. We learn to praise Him when things look bleak. Have you ever had a moment where things look bleak? Can we praise Him anyway? Can we praise Him anyway today? We need to praise Him when we don't know what to do. If you find yourself in a situation full of anxiety, you don't know what to do, you don't know which way to turn, let me tell you something that will drastically, radically change the course of events is when you lift your voice in praise. Lift your voice. Declare His goodness. Declare how great He is. Would you do that with me this morning? Can we declare His goodness? Can we declare His greatness? Can we declare His praise and and lifting our voices to Him? I'm going to invite you today, as we close this service, I'm going to invite you to stand right where you're at. Come on, let's lift our voice. Can we do that? Can we just lift up a shout to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords right now? Lift up a shout. Use your voice.